Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. To get up and get going, South Coast, it's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang, it's Tim Weisberg. Welcome back in the third and final hour of the program here on Thursday morning. And right now we have joining us on the line a very special guest who is here to share with us some very big news. Her brand new television series debuts tomorrow on Fox Nation. You're going to be able to watch all six episodes over the weekend. You can binge it and then you can watch it again and again and again. You're going to want to because... This show, from what I understand, is going to change the paranormal game. So let's bring on our friend, my spooky South Coast co-host. Everybody knows her. Everybody loves her. Stephanie Burke joins us now on the line. Good morning, Stephanie. How are you? Good morning. How are you, Tim? I'm doing all right. We, we And you're up early today because you're actually out on the road today. You've got an event tonight. I do. I'm out in uh, Nashville, Tennessee right now, and it's uh, an hour behind you guys, so it's definitely early. Yes, and and I appreciate you joining us this early because, you know, normally I would never bother you at, at 7 o'clock in the morning, wherever you are. <laughs> well, I appreciate it, but um, I'm happy to be here. So uh, can you tell us a little bit about where you'll be tonight? Um, I'll actually be at the Palace Theater in the historic um, town square of Gallatin, Tennessee, and we'll be doing a little ghost talk tonight along with Scott Porter about our show and all of our adventures that we've been on for the last six years and some spooky stories and actually a little seance afterwards. And will so you, will I'm you, excited for it. Will you have something similar happening up here for your local fans? We definitely will. So next Thursday at the Alley Theater in Middleborough, doors open at 6, the event starts at 6.30, we will be doing, we called it the Spooky Soiree, and it's the same kind of scenario. We're going to be doing a ghost talk at a, I don't even know what I want to call it, um, everything, and everything ghostly, spooky, adventures, um, our theories, our, you know, everything that we've been on, TV shows that we've previously filmed, but... Because the show's airing tomorrow, we get to have a little watch party, too, which we were really excited to do for Tennessee as well. But because the show got delayed, we weren't able to do that. 
So we'll be able to do that next week in, in Middleborough. We'll be able to show everybody the first episode. We'll be able to kind of talk about behind-the-scenes stuff, show some behind-the-scenes clips and photos and uh, answer everybody's questions because I'm hoping that they'll all binge it by then. So we'll be able to really go in-depth about the different parts of what we experience on the show at the same time telling like little behind-the-scenes stories as well. So this is something that's been in the works for, for quite a while. You and Scott went out and filmed this a, a while back. And, of course, it takes a while for things to reach television. But especially something like this, because you're dealing with something that, first of all, I mean, Fox Nation has a lot of, you know, kind of paranormal-themed programs on there, but they've never had a paranormal investigation show. And then you're working with people who have done this on other programs, but you're also bringing something totally different to the table. So I'm sure there was a lot of, a lot of uh, kind of questions that had to be answered from people who are not paranormal people wondering what your approach was. How did you explain to them and pitch them the way that you wanted to do things differently than what people have seen on other shows? I think it's no secret to anybody that does follow Scott and I that we are really passionate about what we do. And as you know, because you've been around for a long time as well, every TV show that comes out for the most part, has an idea of what they want it to be before they even cast it. And we've been approached many times of, you know, do you want to do this particular show? Here's the theme of this show, or here's the script of that show. And it just wasn't something that we wanted to do. And we were approached starting during the pandemic, um, all the way up until we were approached for this show, really. And we turned down, I think, about four of them because it just wasn't us and it wasn't something that we wanted to do. I am at the point in my life where I didn't want to do another show where you had to say what somebody wanted you to say, which I never agreed to anyways. That was always my stipulation for filming was I get to be myself. And I didn't want to go into a TV show where you walk in, you run around in the dark, you say, you know, what was that? Or did you hear that? And nobody at home really gets to experience what you felt. And that's the toughest part about a personal experience. As you know, as well, even in um, the ghost hunt events that we do, you know, having a personal experience is personal, but how do you bring that to the audience? How do you let the audience feel what you're feeling? And I wanted to do something completely different. And Scott and I had talked about it for a long time that we just wanted people to be able to follow our journey in the way that we're experiencing it. And we were approached by uh, Rob Safi, who is amazing. And he said, hey, guys, I have this project. Um, and he talked to us about it. And we kept thinking, like, this is too good to be true. You know, th this is something that we really want to do. We want to be authentic. We want to go in without a script and just do what we do and investigate the way that we want to investigate and really get down um, deeper into the story, the haunting, the spirits that are there. And we were able to really accomplish this with this show. So the difference between the, the mainstream type of shows that are out there now, and I am not bashing them at all, but I just have a different perspective and I wanted to bring that to the table. So the main difference is we got to go to one location and spend I think we, we tried to count it up. I want to say it's between six and seven weeks in this one location and completely immerse ourselves in there and really dive deep into the who, what, when, where, why, and how of this particular building, the history, the hauntings. And what we found, I have to say, blew my mind. Um, and I've been doing this for a long time. 
And I don't say that because it's my show. If a friend of mine filmed this and I watched it the way that um, I filmed it, I would be completely uh, blown away by it. So I Mm. love that we were able to really dive deep and just find out who's there, why they're there, you know, what's going on, and really get to the the bottom of things. Well, you you say that, but anybody that listens to Spooky South Coast knows that you don't watch these paranormal shows because they scare you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. Okay, fine. I'm teasing. I mean, I I have watched them. I grew up watching them, too, but... um, I don't like horror. I don't like horror movies. Those really scare me. Right. Every time I'm like, have you seen this movie? You're like, no, that's a horror movie. Why would I watch that? Exactly. (laughs) So the name of the show is Secrets of the Asylum, and it focuses on the Eloise Asylum outside of Detroit, Michigan. And as you said, this is a chance to go and investigate one place, to have a case study of one place. What about the Eloise Asylum made it so that this became the, the target of where you would be doing this research? I honestly was not privy to that information. Um, So I didn't know going in why they had chosen this place. I actually didn't know where I was going until I showed up. And um, I wasn't allowed to know anything about it going in because as the psychic medium of the show, I don't want anything to really uh, influence any ability that I have or any connection that I'll make. So what we had discovered after the fact and through um, our investigations and some of the history that I was able to know at that time was this place was actually the largest psychiatric facility in America during its time. I believe, and I I hope I don't get this completely wrong, but it's seven o'clock in the morning here. (laughs) Uh, It was over 900 acres over 78 buildings, I think. Um, It had its own zip code, its own post office, its own police department, its own fire department. And I believe it saw over 90,000 patients during its heyday. And it became notorious actually for testing the first x-rays on people. And I'm sure you can imagine um, what that was possibly like for people being a guinea pig for something like that, absolutely horrific. Um, the, the history of it is very dark and the people that were able to be a patient there, um, I can't possibly imagine what they went through. I was immersed in it for so long and it affected me in a, a really deep way while we were filming. It affected Scott as well. And it started to affect some of our crew too. It was, it was rough to hear some of the stories and to realize, um, what these people had gone through. To put it in short, people would go through the front door, be admitted, and if their family didn't visit them between the first six to eight months, they were brought through tunnels um, to another back building that was further away and became a test experiment for whatever they were testing on people at that time. Um, Whether it was x-rays, whether it was like military-grade weapons, um, anything of that sort, it was absolutely horrific. We were able to go to a forgotten uh, cemetery that had over 7,000 unmarked graves in it that Uh were, each one of them were mass graves. So we don't actually really know how many people are buried there, but the graves are just random numbers. And that was just people that were just tossed aside and forgotten. So you're spending, you know, like you said, six to seven weeks in this location, having that heaviness 
weigh on you outside of actually being a psychic medium and connecting with that energy. Just being around it is, is enough to really weigh on someone. I can only imagine what it was like for you to have to actually be connecting with the spirits that are still still trapped there. Oh, it was it was absolutely rough. Um, I would be lying to you if I told you I was okay. And I think I was telling myself I was okay throughout the entire thing. But um, I was looking at photos of myself from the time that we started filming to the time that we ended yesterday. And you can see it in my face. I was actually really surprised by that because it's the first time I've seen those photos. Um, but my, my point of going in there and doing what I do was to be a voice for those that no longer had one. And that's the love and the passion that I have for what I do is I don't want to go just investigate a place for the thrill of it or the adrenaline rush or, oh, let's get it, you know, a quick EVP or, um, you know, let's take a weird photo and then we get to go home. I want to know what spirits are still there. What can I do for them? Can I tell their story because they're no longer able to? And we were able to accomplish a lot of that. And it was very rewarding to be able to tell these stories because they were either lost or forgotten or told incorrectly. And I, I think that that opens up a whole rabbit hole in a debate that we don't have time for right now, but really why do they hang around? And yeah. could that be part of the reason why? And our experiences that we had, like I said, were just completely mind blowing to me. Um, and as you know, because you've worked with me for a long time, I forget a lot of what I say during my readings. So I'm really excited to be able to binge watch it myself tomorrow and look back at what we actually did accomplish. And as I mentioned, you know, you're born, raised in New Bedford. You grew up here. You are very connected to this area. Uh, so first of all, everybody should be watching the show and, and rooting for you because here it is a New Bedford person, you know, making making a go, a go of it with a, a really an international television show. Um, but also, you know, the way that kind of we approach mental health and, and things like that in this area and how it's something that, you know, people didn't talk about and people were reluctant to. So you're bringing a lot of that kind of background with you out to the Detroit area to, to Eloise. Did you find that there was similar approaches in the way that they handled the, the patients that would be there to how we would have things here in some of the places that you've already explored here in Massachusetts? Or is it, is it a completely different approach to the way that they handled people? Basically what I mean was, you know, were they, you're talking about the people that were mishandled and that were used for experimentation, but was that kind of the general attitude they had toward mental health of these people are the casticides of society? It actually started being a casticide of society. Um, I don't want to give too much away before everybody sees it, but sure. that's exactly how Eloise became Eloise. And what we had discovered throughout the journey that we were on was some of the medical doctors or the people that were in charge really viewed mental health as something that was just a problem. And I think if it makes the show at one point in time, and I don't want to give away too much, because I don't want to ruin it for everybody. I really want you to see it um, in real time. But I became so disgusted sitting at a table reading through an article at one point that I was just astonished by how the mentality of people back in like the 1920s viewed mental health, but at the same time, how these poor people were actually treated and they thought that it was okay. Mm -hmm. And I think 
history absolutely repeats itself. And I think that we deal with a lot of that even today now. We always think that we're doing the right thing, but are we really? Um, we really need to treat people as people and and meet people where they are and treat their needs and um, give them a, a full opportunity to live a, a healthy, full life. And these poor people did not get that experience. And I've had many opportunities to travel across the country, actually even internationally, uh, to places like this and to, you know, do what I do. And it is, it's mind-boggling at times to see how people were treated, whether it was for mental health or whether it was just because they were different, whether, you know, it was a culture difference or a religious difference or anything of that sort. And um, it really begs the question why we all just can't people for who they are and their differences and be able to look past that and just see a human and a good soul. So the show is called Secrets of the Asylum. It airs on Fox Nation streaming service. It debuts tomorrow. Uh, now, you mentioned there's going to be a watch party next Thursday at the Alley Theater in Middleborough. Where can people get tickets if they want to take part in that? Um, you can go to spookysoireema.eventbrite.com. And then also, of course, uh, we hope that everybody subscribes and watches it because that matters. When people, when when Fox Nation sees how many people are interested in their show, that's going to help you be able to go back to Eloise and continue on in this research. But speaking of going back to Eloise, you're actually going back there and you're going to be bringing me with you. I am bringing you and I'm actually really excited to have you kind of immerse yourself in this place and see what it is because... I'm a little terrified after what you've been saying about it, but that's okay. (laughs) That's all right. Um, I think that there is a good side to it once you kind of get to that that place where you can help the spirits that are there. Um, It it is a little spooky. It is a little terrifying. There are sometimes... They'll show it on the show where I was very uneasy and there were times where I thought to myself, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it through this. Like this is totally different than anything I've ever experienced. So I'm excited for you to see it. Um, It is probably top three most haunted places that I've ever stepped foot in. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing it for myself. That'll be November 17th, so uh, we'll be there, and it'll be you, myself, and Scott, and we'll be investigating and bringing people along, and people can get tickets to that as, uh, as well, right? Yes, they can. That's another Eventbrite link. It's uh, evenfall at eloise.eventbrite.com. All right, looking forward to that. Looking forward to finally seeing the show. Again, if anybody from Fox Nation or from the production company is listening, they didn't tell me anything. As much as I pushed and pushed and pushed, they said, you have to wait to see it. We can't wait for you to see it. So I can't wait to watch it with everybody else. I'm excited to see it myself. I can't wait. And, you know, everybody that's listening to, you can go right onto Fox Nation. And I believe there's still a seven-day free trial. So you can binge it all tomorrow. <laughs> so you can get a free trial. Or as, uh, as, as you were mentioning in your, in your video the other day, anybody who's a first responder or a veteran, yep. you can get a free first year of Fox Nation. There's all kinds of great deals out there for people to be able to experience the show and, and be able to see it. There definitely is, and I I absolutely can't wait for everybody. Please, you know, if anybody has feedback or has comments about it, you know, look me up on social media and let us know how much you love it. And will you be doing anything uh, on social media tomorrow? I know, you know, it's it's probably a travel day for you, right? Coming back, you're going to have to binge it on the plane or... Um, I'm actually traveling tomorrow night, so I plan on binging it during the day. Scott and I were talking about maybe doing a Facebook Live or doing something, but... That's still in the works, so just kind of keep an eye out to see what we, we might pop on there and do. Sure, they can follow you on Facebook and join your Facebook group, Raw and Real, and join your Patreon and all that kind of stuff. 
Yes, absolutely. You Nara. can find all that on Stephanie Burke. On StephanieBurke.com? Um, it's stephburke.com. Stephburke.com. Right. Don't go to that other one. Don't go to that other one. Do we still, (laughs) is that still an issue? Is stephanieburke.com still an issue? I don't know. I haven't looked in a really long time. I can't, I'd look right now, but I'm on a work computer, so it'll get blocked. All right. I'm going to look right now because now I'm curious. That was a horrendous situation. The running joke here is for a number of years, you know, I always complained I didn't get timweisberg.com before the flute player got it. It was way worse for Stephanie because stephanieburke.com is a, is a porn site. And uh, it's for a porn star. So she didn't get that in time and she got beat to it. So her website is stephburke.com. S-T-E-P-H-B-U-R-K-E. Right? Did I spell it right? Um, yes. Yes, you did. Um, it looks as though it's registered, um, but it's just a GoDaddy link now. So oh, well, that's better. That's much better than it used to be. I think it was, yeah, it was, it was a weird site. It's better than people clicking on what it used to be and thinking it was you, yeah. Especially now where there's going to be a lot of people looking you up after the show debuts tomorrow. Yeah, that's that's perfect. I'm glad it's gone. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, You know, give Scott a big hug for me. Hope you have a great event tonight, and I will see you very soon. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much, Tim. See you soon. All right. Take care. That is Stephanie Burke. She is the star of Secrets of the Asylum that'll debut tomorrow on Fox Nation. If you don't have that streaming service already, you can get it for yourself. Uh, She's mentioned there's a seven-day free trial. You can also sign up with a lot of great deals as well. So we're looking forward to it. So proud to have our own, not only our own New Bedford native and resident be on national TV, but WBSM Zone. She's the co-host. She's been the co-host of Spooky South Coast for, I don't know, about 10 years now. And now she's making the big time, I hope she doesn't forget about us, the big time now with her debut TV series. She's been on Kindred Spirits before, she's been on Ghost Hunters, been on other programs, but this is a focus on the work that she does and the work that she does with Scott. So I think people are going to really love it. The trailer is amazing. It's as cinematic as any paranormal television series out there. So I think you'll really enjoy it. Going to take a quick break. We'll come back with the news. All right, let's go into the newsroom now with Ariel Dorsey. Another vote for Speaker of the House is expected today. This after Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan fell short of the 217 votes needed to be elected for the second time in two days. The chamber has been unable to move any legislation following Kevin McCarthy's ouster weeks ago and won't be able to until a new speaker is confirmed. President Biden is set to address the nation tomorrow from the Oval Office. A statement from Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre released Wednesday says that Biden will discuss the U.S. response to the Hamas attacks against Israel in a primetime speech at 8 p.m. Eastern. Biden will also discuss Russia's ongoing war with Ukraine. Former Treasury Secretary Jack Lew looks like he might be confirmed on a party line vote as the next U.S. ambassador to Israel. Republicans took Lew to task in a Senate confirmation hearing yesterday for his role in the 2015 Iran nuclear deal under President Obama. They accused Lew, among other things, of working with the Obama administration to force banks into doing business with Iran. He's scheduled for a confirmation vote next week. Russia is revoking a treaty that bans nuclear testing. Lawmakers in Moscow Wednesday unanimously reversed ratification of the 1996 Comprehensive Nuclear Test Ban Treaty at the urging of President Vladimir Putin. Russia says it will not test nuclear weapons unless the U.S. does first. 
Alaska is suing the Biden administration over canceled oil and gas leases in the North Slope, an enormous reserve of mostly untouched untouched federal land. The Alaska Industrial Development and Export Authority, a state agency, held the leases before the Department of the Interior's move in September to revoke seven leases in the 19 million acre Arctic National Wildlife Refuge. The agency argues the decision violates a 2017 congressional mandate to open up the Arctic to drilling. More American workers are back in the office. U.S. work-from-home rates have dropped to the lowest since the pandemic. According to the latest census data, fewer than 26% of households still have some working remotely at least one day a week, a sharp decrease from the early 2021 peak of 37%. In sports, the Patriots updated their injury report following Wednesday's practice. Six players were listed as absent. Trent Brown, Hunter Henry, Jonathan Jones, Riley Reef, Josh Uche, and Keon White did not participate. David Andrews, Christian Barmore, and Kyle Duggar were among the 14 players listed as limited participants. The Patriots will host the Buffalo Bills this week at Gillette Stadium. The Celtics are going to be wearing some new threads this season. On Wednesday, the team leaked several images of a never-before-seen uniform that features a white, gold, and green colorway. This year, the team elected to sport Boston across the chest in an arch-shaped form with the green lettering surrounded by a gold border. The Celtics wrap up the preseason when they visit the Charlotte Hornets tonight. And the Bruins are hoping a chance of the Lions will create more offense. Morgan Geeky, who has been practicing alongside Brad Marchand and Matt Portra, recently expressed how excited he is to play with the captain. The Bruins will be looking to extend their winning streak to start the season to three games when they visit the San Jose Sharks tonight. Now let's take a look at your local forecast. This morning will be mostly sunny and will continue throughout the day with temperatures high in the mid-60s. As tonight rolls in, it will consist of mostly cloudy skies, reaching temperatures low in the lower 50s. I'm Ariel Dorsey for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's news talk station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. WBSM! And we're going to go right back to the phones in just a moment. But before that, I got to ask you, how did you sleep last night? How did you wake up this morning? Because if you didn't sleep as well as you think you could have, and if you didn't wake up feeling your absolute best, well, then you need to head over to Pope's Island in New Bedford and visit Whirly Beds Factory Outlet. Because when you go into Whirly Beds, the team over there, Patrick and Martha and everybody else, they're going to work to find you the perfect mattress to get you the best night's sleep. They will spend the time to go through them all with you and find out what works for you. And you know, if they don't have something that works exactly right, it's okay because they can make it. They make the mattresses right there, right behind the showroom. So you can't go wrong when it comes to getting something that is perfectly tailored to the way that you want to sleep. Check them out again. They're located on Pope's Island in New Bedford. They've been there for decades. They've been doing this for a long time. It's people who love to go out and buy something that's made in the USA. How much better is it when you know that it's made right here in New Bedford? And that's what Whirly Beds does. That's the Whirly Beds difference. And it's not just mattresses either. They have all kinds of other furniture to help you you, uh, set up your bedroom the way that you want it to be. They have pillows. They have all kinds of cooling pads and mattress covers and all kinds of things to make sure that you can be comfortable. So again, stop by, check them out. They're on Pope's Island in New Bedford or 
Go to their website, whirlybeds.com, and you can find out more about the things that they offer there. But Whirly Beds Factory Outlet is the place to go to get you the sleep that you deserve. All right, 508-996-0500. Good morning. You are on WBSM. Hey, Tim. How you doing? Not bad. That's a great segment, actually, what you had with uh, with that lady, with Steph. Thank you. Uh, yeah, that, that's really interesting. So th- that's actually the reason why I called, because I was hoping to actually ask her a question, but that's all right. Well, I can um, I can try to answer on behalf of her if you want. Yeah, I mean, you might be able to ha- answer it also. So as somebody who, who hunts and, and, you know, does the whole paranormal thing, do you find those who get involved in this, do you find them to be atheist? Because here's, here's my issue, right? As, as an atheist myself, like I have a hard time believing in the paranormal, the ghost. But yet when I see something, I'm like, huh. so my question is, I guess when you call it a ghost, is it a spirit of a person or is it just energy? Because we know in science that energy can't be created or destroyed. Um, or matter can't be created or destroyed, and energy is always consistent. Uh, is it energy left behind, or is it an actual spirit? So I can tell you, first of all, let me put in a plug. Tonight I'll be at the Turner Free Library in Randolph speaking about this very topic with Paranormal 101. It's at 6 p.m. Uh, but the this is something that I talk about in my presentations. I'm kind of of the same mindset of you. First of all, I don't, I don't really believe in God. I don't have any spiritual background or spiritual beliefs. I look at this more from that energetic standpoint. What is the energies that are causing this and how are we, how are we perceiving that? How are they staying behind? So to me, it, you know, religion and, and, and spiritual belief doesn't come into it. But I will say that in my experiences, there are probably more people who do have a spiritual belief, whether it be, you know, whatever religion it may be, or it may not be an organized religion at all, or it may be Wiccan or whatever, but they have some sort of spiritual belief more so than I think that there are people in this that are atheists. But my concept of what a ghost could be, you know, people say that it is a disembodied soul, but I don't believe in the idea of a soul. So I don't think that that's the answer. I think there's multiple answers for what a ghost could be because some of these things that we experience are an intelligence that can interact with us. Some of them do not interact with us and are just, in my opinion, residual energy that's just like replaying over and over again. And some of it might be something that we are creating with our own minds, that if we go to a place that we think should be haunted and enough people are putting out that intention, I believe we can do things with our minds that we're not aware that we can do. So when everybody's sitting in the room and we're saying, if there's a ghost here, make that door slam right now. And the door slams. Was it a ghost that did it or were we able to affect the environment enough that that caused the door to slam? That's really crazy. <laughs> and, and to me, that's, I, I always make the joke yeah. in my presentations that I'd much rather think that we are the ones doing it with our own minds because I'd much rather think that I can sit on the couch and, you know, Jedi mind trick the, uh, the remote to fly right. across the room into my hand than to think that my dead grandmother's seeing me when I'm in the shower. <laughs> yeah, right. No kidding. Yeah, that, that's, that's always been my conundrum. Like when I watch this stuff on TV or on whatever, you know, station I'm watching, um, I'm like, you know, I, I, my wife is always involved, like, cause she's into, like, the spooky stuff, too. And uh, we'll, we'll both kind of look at each other and go, I don't know. Like, she believes, like, there's actual spirits because she had an issue when she was younger that she believes it was her grandmother that she saw at the, the foot of her bed kind of watching over. Mm-hmm. 
I was like, that ain't true, and she gets mad at me, but... No, um, I, I do think that there are spirits. I just don't think that it is a, a soul of a person. I, I always describe it as, you know, look at, uh, it's a collective consciousness that we all experience. We're all connected consciously if we realize it or not. And yeah. I think of consciousness as the internet. You know, there's, a, there's an internet out there that we are all individual workstations that connect to. And just because the battery in our workstation dies and the workstation no longer turns on, it doesn't mean that all the information that we put out there in the internet no longer exists. And right. it doesn't mean that you still can't have those communications. It just means that this terminal is, is terminated. Yeah. Um, so, actually, on, on another note, well, no, kind of on the same note, in regards to the, the episode that's airing in her launch party, um, can you somehow put that up on a link? Because that's a long URL for somebody to, to read or to remember. If you can put it up somewhere, either on like the, on Facebook or Twitter well, I, or whatever for I, BSM. I can tell you this. I'm going to be writing an article, uh, uh, you know, announcing this and, and kind of promoting it. Uh, because I think it's a big deal that a new Bedford person is going to be on this, you know, a regular, uh, regular cast member on this TV series. So I'm going to write an article and I will have the link in there for that. Yeah, I'd actually be interested to bring, you know, do a, do a night of it. But um, yeah, the other thing, hey, so before you came back on, on the air after the news, you you played the old, is that the old WBSM jingle? Yeah, when I was um, when I was putting together everything for 50s night a couple of years ago, the first time we did the br the broadcast on for 50s night, I yeah. I knew that we had the old jingle in some of my old spooky South Coast episodes from like 2006, 2005. Uh, no, when yeah. we started 2006. So what I did is I went into some of those old episodes and I dug it out and I I put it back into the system so that I could have it. Dude, because that that brought me way back to when I was a kid and my mother used to listen to it in the morning with Pete Braley. I have, I actually have a couple different versions. I like this one too. I think it's, I think it's this one. You get that whole yeah. background music to it and everything. So, yep, yeah, that's exactly that brings me right back to when I was a kid. All right. Well, thank you so much for the call. All right, Tim. Have, Have a good day. And uh, callers, hang on. We will get to you. I just uh, want to make sure I get all my breaks in. And uh, you know, that's the the important thing. That's what I was saying. Is like I, I want to have people turn out and support this show because when was the last time that you had a person from New Bedford who was a regular cast member on a series? You know, that it is a reality series, but this is a show that is about her. Yes, Eloise Asylum is the star of the show, but it's about the work that her and Scott do together in the paranormal world. They want to make sure that, you know, that the, the care that people are getting are, that the, the, the care that they got doesn't, be their lasting legacy, that it's just not about the horrible things that happen to the people at Eloise, but that, you know, we can tell more of their story than just being, you know, patient number 785 in this crazy, you know, experiments that they were doing at Eloise. And, you know, speaking of, of care, at Primacare, they want to make your health care all about you. They are your partner in healthcare. They offer this full spectrum from primary care to specialty care. So when you go to Primacare, you don't have to worry about, well, we're going to refer you to this person or this person. No, it's all done as part of their organization. Keeping you healthy is their continuing mission, and they are by your side for chronic, for chronic illnesses and for unexpected illnesses. You can trust them to provide excellent local care from their staff of 160 medical professionals. They've been by your side for more than 25 years, and they will continue to do so. Visit them at prima-care.com if you want to get some 
of the best healthcare around. But also, if you want to find out some more about cardiometabolic disease, that's going to be happening on Friday, October 20th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the Prime Care facility on Pleasant Street in Fall River. They're going to have free diabetes and cholesterol screening, free body composition scan to determine total body fat and muscle mass, and they're even going to have a free cooking demonstration to prepare a healthy meal. You can also meet the PrimaCare staff and focus, who focus on some of these different uh, things that they'll be offering, including their Medi Weight Loss Nutritionist. They'll talk with you about the obesity team. So if you're like me and you're trying to lose that extra weight, they can help you do that as well. So you can find out more about it by going to PrimaCare.com. I'm sorry, Prime dashcare.com and you can find out more about that event as well as their services right now though i've got to take a break callers hang on we'll be all right welcome back in oh man i am hungry and i'm thinking i want some meat i'm thinking i want to head down to the butcher shop and get myself some meat when i come home from the library tonight i want something i can just toss in a pan toss on the grill i'm probably not going to go outside that late but you know just something i can toss on the on the stove and cook up really quick Uh, maybe i'll get some of those celebrity pork chops that way there, it's not going to be something that'll be too heavy. that will sit in my stomach all night long. I like that idea. So I think I'll go grab some of those before I head out. You can get whatever it is that pleases you, though. Everything from sirloin steaks, tomahawk steaks, steak tips, celebrity pork chops, giant chicken wings, lobsters, all kinds of seafood. They've got everything you can imagine at the butcher shop. And if you don't have it, just ask Eric and he'll get it for you. That's the way they do things over at the butcher shop. They want to take care of you, the customer. And they have everything you need right there in the store. It's, why go to the supermarket when you can go to the butcher shop at 123 Dartmouth Street in New Bedford and get everything that you need? The most important thing is you can go downstairs and you can get some of that beer and wine, right? But also you can get all kinds of pre-made foods too. So if you're like me, oh, I didn't even think about that. That's probably the better option. If I get something that's already made when I come home tonight from my library talk in Randolph, I can just heat it up again and it'll be ready to go. That's what I think I'll do. And that's what the butcher shop is there for, to make your life more convenient and to make your life more delicious. So check them out, 123 Dartmouth Street in New Bedford. Let's go back to the phones here. Good morning. You are next on WBSM. Hello. Oh, yeah, no, you're on the air. Hello. Once, twice, okay. Uh, good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hey, good morning. How you doing? Good. Today, one of the biggest rallies for high mass in the entire world. Is going to be held in Harvard University property today. I'm wondering, do is security being provided, or uh, if a bloody situation breaks out, it's every man for himself. I'm sure, I'm sure there'll be security okay. present. Oh, okay, that probably. Well, does. I'm sure there'll be. A, I'm sure there'll be a police presence. Yeah, they have so. But it's very important to me that I understand what. Uh, but Harvard's trying to sell me because they're the smartest people in the world, so they must know something. I don't know. I'm guessing. I'm being cynical because that's a lot of people. All right. Well, I hope everything turns out peacefully. Thank you for the call. Have a good day. 508-996-0500. You're next on WBSM. Tim, hey. How are you? Good. How you doing? Um, this topic, what do you think of, because I know you're not a religious person, of exorcism? So I, um, I think it's a dangerous that's I'm sorry. I, I was saying I think it's a dangerous thing for people to jump right into because some of the folks who feel that they need an exorcism could just be mentally ill. And right. so you're playing into right. that mental illness if you're not careful. 
Well, the, you know, like the church, uh, they have it also in uh, like different religion. Not uh, let's you know Hindu. Uh, let's let's take the Catholic Church. It's been it's been they've had studies on that, and uh, you know I know people can say you know it's facts or fiction, uh, but they've had studies on that that they actually uh, not mentally ill. You know mm-hmm. the way, you know the, the body's contort and everything like that. They've had, and I'll say actual- that. I'll say the church does take mental illness into effect. They they look into that aspect first before they go forward with an exorcism, which is why exorcism is so rare because they usually they usually take care of it a different way first. But you're right. There are all these reports of things and I've seen videos. I have a friend who is a what they call a lay demonologist. So he mm-hmm. is somebody who is not ordained, but he is authorized to conduct exorcisms. And he has done it, and he has shown me videos of it, and he's invited me to come along with some of them, and I say, no, thank you. I don't need to be part of that because I don't know what I believe, and I think that I would be a liability if I'm at one of those situations. Yeah, because my belief, I believe in God. He's real. and There's also a devil and demonic um, uh, beings out there. So I, I, I believe in, you know, I believe in that. Um and, and you know this in ghosts, like I believe in it, it's a spiritual thing because that's my belief. Other mm-hmm. other people's may believe different, but that's my aspect of it. You know, but it, it's an interesting topic. Uh, uh, what what that you know what they do, you know um, what you study. I I have a lot of respect because it's like it's it's pretty pretty interesting. Well, thank you very much, and uh, we'll we'll be back to Spooky South Coast soon. We'll be talking about this kind of stuff every Saturday night. Oh, God. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. I got to take my final break of the morning. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back in. Uh, We have just a few moments here before we'll give way to South Coast now. Chris McCarthy is here to talk with you and to lead the discussion on that program. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow morning. And we'll be joined by New Bedford City Councilor, New Bedford City Council President Linda Morad and Councilor at Large Brian Gomes will join us tomorrow in the eight o'clock hour. Uh, but we also, you know, I, I wanted to just make sure that we got Stephanie on today so that we could promote that show. And also because I think we're the first interview that she's done to promote the show. And I wanted to make sure that WBSM was the first to get it, right? Because, as I said, hometown person, but also she's she kind of works here, you know. It's like it's like when uh, when people go into McDonald's and they ask if Grimace is there and they're like, who's Grimace? I don't know. Gr- he works here. Like, he doesn't really work there. He's just kind of an associate of McDonald's. And, and that's kind of Stephanie's role here. So, yes, I just, just called her the grimace of WBSM, and I am going to pay for that. So, anyway, make sure you tune into her show tomorrow, uh, Secrets of the Asylum on Fox Nation. Also, make sure that if you are looking to fortify your home, if you are looking to make your home as safe and secure as it can be, make sure that you have Precision Window and Kitchen come in and take a look at your windows, take a look at your entryway doors, and most importantly, take a look at your roof. It's a beautiful day today. It's going to be a nice day, but they're not all going to be nice coming up. And you're going to want to make sure that when the snow comes down and builds up on your roof, that your roof is ready to handle it. You want to make sure that when the wind is howling and whipping outside, your windows aren't letting any of that draft in. Precision Window and Kitchen can help you with all of that and more. Check out all the services they offer by going to their website, precisionwindowandkitchen.com. You can also go to their showroom at 1111 Akushnet Avenue in New Bedford and talk with them more about it there as well. They'll come out. They'll give you a free estimate. They will get the job done quickly. They will get the job done right. And without Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. 
No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.